Are you a woman founder starting or building your business and it's time to get unstuck and get growing? How do you do the big things that you're dreaming of, build your business empire, and still keep from breaking your sanity and your bank balance? Yes, I said empire. We don't play small around here. You aren't starting a little business or creating a side hustle. You are building your business empire. And if you want it, we are going to help you go get it. This is the One Step Empire from She Incorporated, and we're here every week to help you build your business and create freedom through success as an entrepreneur. This is the podcast for women founders who are building their dreams one step at a time. We aren't going to let you play small just because your budget might be. There are hundreds of ways you can create incredible impact in your business with the resources you have right now, and we're going to help you do that each and every week. Massive success in simple steps. That's what One Step Empire is all about. Have you ever thought about just ditching it all and traveling the world instead? Life on the road instead of chained to your desk, answering emails and struggling with social media? You know I have. But how about traveling the world while building your business? Wait, is that even an option? Well, Kate is proof that it is. And whether your ideal life includes traveling the world or just getting away from your desk more and enjoying your hobbies or your family, this is the episode to help get you there. We're talking about how she built a business that allows her the freedom to chase summer around the world each year and how you can build a business that supports your passions and truly design your life to fit you. Are you ready to create the life you dream of with your business? Then let's get into it. Kate McGregor is with us today, and Kate is on a mission to help entrepreneurs get more time out of the office. She's a dedicated world traveler and business owner and firmly believes that working hard doesn't mean being tied to your desk or office. Now, Kate developed her very own life by design as a digital nomad serving businesses while following summer around the globe. Thank you so much for being here today, Kate. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this with you today because the two of my biggest passions are travel and entrepreneurship. Together at last. I love this. You have an interesting story. I mean, how could you not with that intro? Can you tell us a bit more about how you got to this amazing place where you get to chase summers around the globe and earn a living too? Yeah, absolutely. And like, let me start by saying that this this wasn't even in my hemisphere five years ago. And I started doing a little bit of personal development work back then. I had been working in some really busy industries back in where I'm from, New Zealand, and I spent 10 years in the UK as well, working in what would be perceived to be fun industries, but really long hours, no weekends, no life, really, travel industry, event industry, conferencing industry, and then moved into project world a little bit. So. I was a bit burnt out and started a bit of a personal development journey and kind of came to the conclusion then that I love summer and I don't love working all the hours and I love flexibility in my life and travel, obviously. So my couple had a different couple of coaches at the time, business and life coaches, and we got to the point where it could be possible, they believed it could be possible for me to travel the world summer to summer and have an online business to support myself. Yeah, so it kind of started from there. And from the first, I just kind of took the leap, I guess. I did some project work for six months of the year, and then the other six months of the year, I traveling and incorporated pet sitting, pet in-house sitting into my life to kind of help me with paper accommodation and things while I was on the road and began tampering, I guess, in different kind of business models then to see what I could do online. And I found myself in 2018 
sitting in a, a beautiful house in Guatemala, in Antigua, Guatemala, looking after two cats for a New Zealand family, ironically, and realized after about two weeks here that this was it. It was happening. I was living my dream without kind of realizing or even really believing, yes, that I could do it and, and it was happening already. So yeah, that's where it kind of started. It makes it easier to believe when it's actually happening, isn't it? It just kind of snuck up on you. Yeah, I think I, like that's one of the points I talk to is but like trust your instincts, go with the instincts and even if the belief isn't there yet. And, you know, it was literally right there in my face. I was living it and I still to that point hadn't believed it was happening and probably took me another couple of months to realize. I will say though, at that point, I wasn't earning an income online to support myself, but I had put other measures in place by working six month contract work at home and then taking the time away and having the pet sitting to incorporate. So that's when I started sort of dabbling in the business model, online business models. I started with network marketing, which actually for me became the massive personal development growth factory that I never knew I needed. And that's kind of where, where everything sprung from then. So after I finished network marketing a couple of years later, I came out of that business and by that stage was helping people to promote themselves on social media via attraction marketing. So helping people with, with their online marketing, people that have businesses. And that's probably where my business started making money to support myself. And then I found myself back in New Zealand when the pandemic started. And that kind of gave me a bit of time to start growing my business. And it sort of all went from there, really. <laughs> that's amazing. And it's it's something I think is so important that we we miss at the beginning stages of our business is, is really taking a step back and going, okay, well, here's my idea for this business, but here's what I what I'm passionate about. Here's what I love. Here's what I want my life to look like. Now, how do I make that part of the plan? And we we don't, you know, we start out and we go, well, as long as the business is successful, I'll figure out a way to take trips or I'll, you know, whatever the thing is, we'll fit that thing in instead of making it like an integral part of that plan, which you did, which is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And when I, I just thought about this the other day, now my travel and my lifestyle is the default. I might stress about where, I don't know, the next client or project is coming from, but regardless, I will be getting on that plane and going to where I'm going because that is the plan and everything else fits around that now, which I think is such a great place to be rather than the, the other way when I was stuck in the corporate world and I could barely even take my four weeks holiday year that I was <laughs> allowed to take. So yeah. Well, and especially when you're starting a business, you know, you're so busy quite often that all of the the things that you're passionate about if they're not part of your business, they take a, they take a back seat, right? There's, you know, I love to travel, but if I'm in, if, if that's not part of my business, then, or not part of that plan, then that's going to get set aside until I have time to do it. So I, kudos to you. Let's talk about how other people can do this. Maybe their passion isn't travel, but maybe it is. How does someone else get into a place where they're really, they're building that, that passion into their life and they're, and they're getting away from their desk more for whatever that might happen to be. How do we start with yeah. that? Yeah, I think it was a long journey for me and, you know, the success doesn't happen overnight. That was four years in the making for me to eventually go full-time in my business in April last year, so just over a year ago now. So that took four four years of having, I guess for me, it was having the backup support as well of still having a job. So rewind four or five years ago, the first stages for me was finding flexibility, I guess, in what I could then and there. So I had a job in corporate world. 
still, and I moved that from, instead of a permanent position, I moved into a contract position and took a six month contract. So just finding the places in the industries that I guess that have that availability for you, if, if you can. And then the other part of that flexibility plan was starting to get a pet sitting and house sitting jobs locally where I was living. So I would go and pet sit and go to work during the day. This is you know, back in the days before we were working from home. And that sort of started to build up my flexibility in terms of, and cash flow actually too. So I actually eventually gave up my flat that I was renting and I was a full-time pet sitter at home and went to work, earned some really good money doing contract work and then did that for six months and then went traveling overseas. So the, the online business model as it is now, actually wasn't even a part of that initial stage. So I think for people, for new business owners, it's finding what you can step by step, little by little. Full-time pet and house sitting is no longer a part of my world. I still do a little bit of it, but it's not full-time for me now. But it was definitely a step to start. The other thing, I guess, when I started my personal development was what that I incorporated and to help me was is a model called Life by Design. So this is where what I was talking about before. It's about putting what we call the big rocks, so the things that are important to you that you're passionate about that you must have in your life regardless of what else is happening, adding them into your calendar and your schedule little by little, making sure there's some of it each week, each month to make sure it's going to happen in the planning stages and then filling in all the other bits around it. For people that are really new and still figuring out which which kind of business or business model, it's so much more available to people now than what it was even five years ago. But definitely, like you say, having your own business and you have to be passionate about what you do because it's, it's such a roller coaster journey. But to have that vision, to stick to that vision, you need to be passionate about it and also be open to the ups and the downs, the roller coaster along the way. Like I say, mine's had four or four different iterations of what my business was. So my business name is Out of Office and that I've had that business name the whole time, no matter what I was doing, because Out of Office was the end goal, right, for me and for my clients, giving people more time out of office. So yeah, so even when I was network marketing, I was in a lifestyle and travel club. So Out of Office suited really well to that. When I was helping people with social media marketing out of office suited well to that as well. Yeah. And now doing what I do, helping online businesses get more time out of office. <laughs> Which we all need, especially new entrepreneurs. You know, we, we're the ones that can maybe least afford to do it, but we need it. We need to step back. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that funny meme that you see everywhere that's like, I left my nine to five job so that I could work 24 <laughs> seven in my own business. Which is, is very true. We Sometimes it can become the other way, you know, you're so passionate about what you do. And I definitely found that during one of the lockdown during the pandemic in New Zealand was I was working from home anyway. So that, you know, when the lockdown was good, it wasn't much different for me, but obviously it meant I couldn't go to the gym or coffees or meet up with friends. So I literally found myself working all the hours that I was awake because apart from going for a walk around the block once a day, and I actually had to stop myself there and figure out some other hobbies that I could do from home <laughs> to stop myself working, just being in front of the screen, really, 12 hours a day. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard to create those boundaries for sure when, you know, there were no boundaries for, for a while there. <laughs> so so let's talk about the business side of it then. You're big on, on niching and staying in your own lane. You want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, yeah. So that was a massive part of my business model in the end. Around the time that the pandemic began, I was working part-time. That's another way that people can do it, less in their hours. So I was helping some friends with their catering business, working 25, 30 hours a week for them. And while I was built, still building my, at the time, social media marketing business. When the pandemic hit and I couldn't work and so, for my friends, and so I was home for the lockdown, the first lockdown, I went right into my business. And that's when I had some business coaching. I've had business coaching the last three years, but that's when I started working on, right, what is this business? What what am I doing? It was very broad at the time. I was helping, I had basically become a virtual assistant, helping people with sort of anything that they needed. So I learned the value in niching down and that's when my business really took off. So I did some work to figure out what, of all the things I was doing, what was I enjoying the most? What kind of clients did I enjoy working with? And from there, what then were my services going to be? So to start off with, I niched down to pro- providing social media marketing, like content creation and scheduling for businesses, and also then Kajabi. So Kajabi is an online course platform, which basically exploded during the pandemic due to everyone having to move to an online situation. That is actually not why I niche. I niched before that happened, but but that's definitely helped my business. And I think the important message for people is, by not offering all the services and coming down to knowing either your niche industry, so the niche clients that you want to work with, or the specific niche tasks that you do for people. At the start, it feels like scarcity, like you're going to turn people away that, because you don't do this other job. But actually what it does is it makes you so aligned with what you're doing that everyone knows you and knows what you do. It also makes you very referable to other people as well. So everyone knows me now as Kajabi Kate especially in New Zealand. 99% of my clients are in New Zealand and I am the go-to person basically in New Zealand for anyone that has Kajabi. So uh, that's really, really helped me. I no longer offer the social media services side. So I, I did that next step and niche down again. And it's an everyday, like an ongoing journey. I'm still niching. Like I'm starting to niche down into certain clients as well. And, and yeah, and based on what I enjoy and the demand that's out there, but still what I enjoy doing. That's amazing. And you're right. It is counterintuitive, especially when we start out, we think, well, I want more customers, so I have to sell to everybody. But what happens is you you can't speak to everybody because it's it's just too many people and you get niched down and you can speak in their language and you can talk about their specific problems. And it's so important. And it's everything, even to convince people, you'll have this conversation when, when someone's starting a new business and they're adamant that they really want to offer all things to all people. I think it's a, it's a really important piece for your own mental health as well. When I was offering all the services, I was working all the hours because I was trying to keep up not only with clients and client inquiries and client work, but also all the different platforms. Like when I was working on people that work on social media, will know you're having to keep up with all the changes all the time on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Yeah. So once I niche, I literally only have to focus on what Kajabi is doing now. Like I, I have, and it's made me a lot closer to Kajabi, the people that work at Kajabi as well, because that, that is my interest. That's what I need to know about because I've become so niche. They reach out to me to ask me questions and surveys about what the customers need, things like that as well. Yeah. So it's, it's nice just to have the one focus. <laughs> it's a great place to be. I know when I started my promotional products company, it was a very similar experience. I was I was brand new to the industry, so I didn't know who my clients would be. I didn't even know who to sell to. I didn't know who would be a good customer. So I was trying to sell to all different industries and all different clients. 
And it was very much the same thing. It was like, well, if I'm, you know, talking to travel agents, then I have to know about their business. And if I'm talking to ski resorts, I have to know about their business. And it was exhausting because you had to be all the yeah. things to all the people. And and once I figured out who the ideal clients were, it just makes it so much easier. You can just become their expert, you know? Absolutely. And I think like I was worried. The other thing I was worried about when I niched like that was if I niched to just working with yoga teachers, you know why would all the yoga teachers want to work with me? Because then I am working with their competition. But people don't see it like that. They see you as the expert. And because you're so expert in one particular niche, they have so much more trust in you as well. Like they know how to teach yoga. They don't want to have to deal with their online systems and business and things and take up all their time doing that. So they'll just hand it to you because they know that that is what you do. And I think I think you have to just build that trust too at the beginning in that kind of situation, right? I mean, if you have integrity and you come out of the gate with that every single time and they know that you're not going to be copying their, you know, site for someone else or sharing yeah. uh, their information, as soon as that trust is built, then it becomes a non-issue, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And actually it's an ideal customer point of view too. What actually happens is they are actually all friends and acquaintances and they just all refer them, f- referred me to each other. <laughs> so that is the kind of client I want to work with rather than one that is scarcity minded. Yeah. That's a great place to be. So the other big part of this that you talk about is having the right support in your corner, which I, th- I agree is critical in so many ways. So what does that, what does that look like from your side? Yeah. So for me, from the start, I mentioned before that I had some coaching. So like in personal development, I did some group work with some personal development leaders through to start off with through the network marketing and then local, more locally in my hometown with a leadership coach who leadership coach Joel actually is the person who introduced life by design to me. So I guess I, I'll credit him for <laughs> everything moving forward. And also I've had a business coach in my corner for three nearly three years now, the same business coach working one-to-one with her to start off with in a group capacity and I'm back working one-to-one with her at the moment. So so that's one side of it, I guess, having a coach. And again, it's when you're starting out, that's not necessarily something you can afford to spend on, but there are options there for you. So in a group coaching situation, it's a lot cheaper than one-to-one coaching and finding the right coach for you as well. There's so many different, you know, life coach, business coach. My My business coach now is really great for keeping me accountable keeping me away from shiny objects, looking at other other people and other things and other options. Her tagline is all about imperfect action, which is great for me. And she basically kicks people's butts. So so she's perfect for me. I guess the other people kind of groups and thinking about people in your corner are like, what what groups are you networking with? What what groups are you hanging out with on Facebook? And not necessarily for networking, but to support you and are they the right groups in your corner and I think it's really relevant to mention Facebook groups because over the pandemic you know that has been a massive part of everyone's lives while we haven't been able to be in person with our usual support groups maybe so yeah so just just knowing you're in the right place for accountability and business growth the right support yeah and the people that are cheering you on Yeah. You're, and so important to have that outside perspective, especially from a trusted source. I mean, you know, your your family, your friends, take it with a grain of salt because they may not be your, if you're, if you're talking marketing, they may not be your ideal audience, right? It's hard <laughs> to step back from your own, your own stuff, right? You need that, that board of directors or, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I would love to have a board of decision makers. Like I'm terrible at making decisions in my own life, really. For clients, easy, but in my own business and life, not so much. So yeah, having having the people at your side. And, and yeah, like I say, it doesn't need to cost a lot of money, just to make, but, but it's really important to make sure it's the right people, like you mentioned as well. Another way, actually, during one of the lockdowns, I joined a, a mastermind group. So it was an online group of people from all different kinds of businesses and industries and with a, a person chairing and leading it. And that was really good too, when, while we couldn't network in person with people because like you, I love entrepreneurship and business as well. So that was something that I just still needed to be amongst <laughs> during that time. Yeah, it's so powerful. We had uh, mentoring groups a few months ago and we we had people from all different, you know, we had Sandra was in the group and she's in roofing and then we had... Uh, Adrienne, who does communications. And I found it was so incredibly valuable because you have a completely different perspective on your problem. Everybody's bringing a different skill set. And even if, and, and especially if, right, somebody's not in your industry, how great to get their insight and maybe yeah. coming from an operations background and they've got some really great insight on your processes, or maybe they've, I mean, it's it's a really valuable tool to get in, in a market yeah. for entrepreneurs like that. Yeah, because I think too, once you've been in your own business for a little bit, you are very down in the weeds of your business. You know, you're in, in the daily operation and sometimes it can be hard to come back out and have that umbrella view of your of your business and what, like for me, exa- for example, right now, this is why I'm back working one-to-one with my business coach because I'm starting to think about the next growth or move of my business. And and she's great because she can give me the overview. She's very truthful to me and realistic as well and but also I think for me it's about she knows how fast she can stretch me you know she she knows how to challenge me and push me and when I'm in my comfort zone for example right now I'm in Nicaragua traveling working online but this now is my comfort zone like this isn't the norm for me now so yeah I can sit in one place and just have enough clients and enough cash coming in she's like what's next though what's happening in five years time what's happening and which is really good yeah to have that future vision and like I say the life by design helps having those big pinpoints put in the calendar for the next six months um is really good but yeah having someone to keep moving you along pushing you along for that <laughs> that's great it's really important that's great. And we touched on this briefly, but you're, you are a big believer that even if you can't see the end results, that you can still make decisions on uh, somewhat on instinct. Yeah. And instinct is something, I guess, you if you don't already, then you really just need to learn to trust it as part of that journey. It's, it's yeah, been such a big learning curve for me. Like I say, when I was in Guatemala that first year of basically traveling summer to summer, living the life before I even was ready for it or knew that it was happening. Yeah, it, like even the day that I realized that that was happening, it still took me some time after that to go, okay, this, you know, because the negative in your brain is telling you, but this is just, you're just traveling. Like this is, you've done, this is a trip. You've done lots of trips before. And like, this probably won't happen next year. How is this going to happen? How, you know, I'd given up my house to, packed up my house to go away, which is what I do every year now. So I, even right now, I have no idea when I, I don't even know when I'm returning to New Zealand, although it will be for summer. Um, I don't know where I'm going to live. Like I don't have a house right now, but I know my instincts tell me it will all work out because it has every other time. Things will start falling into place and so the life by design can carry on on track. <laughs> That's great. So before we before we tie up here, I would love to know what is your best bit of advice for entrepreneurs just starting out their journey? And it could be something somebody told you or something you've learned along the way. What would you tell them? Yeah, 
I think what we were just talking about having the belief in instinct, it's, it's, it's really hard to tell somebody to do that. You know, it's such, everything in business is such a personal journey. You can do all the online training courses and have all the coaching and listen to all the podcasts that you want. This is what my coach would call shiny objects is when you're starting to do that, to find validation elsewhere, when you actually in your gut know what, what you need to be doing. So it's, it's the tiny step-by-steps, like making the decision today for tomorrow, setting, you know, the the plans and goals in place, not really detailed because, you know, things change, like who could have known a pandemic was going to happen, but having something there to look forward to, something to work towards surrounding yourself by those groups. And I guess I have the belief that business is 90% mindset and 10% of the skill that you have. So, and this, this covers things like boundaries, personal boundaries, business boundaries, you're working with your ideal clients and the journey that that takes to get to there, the money mindset that we never knew we had until we need to. <laughs> and it's all part of that roller coaster that I that I was talking to. So yeah, the instinct and trusting your own gut is is the the thing that should be at the top of everything else that you do because I can tell you exactly what to do to have a successful business, but actually you need to have your own journey to get to that point. Yeah. You you yeah. can shortcut it by you know having these kind of comments, listening to these kind of conversations and learning from other people's mistakes but I definitely it's not going to avoid you from having your own mistakes and and lumpy bumpy journeys <laughs> it's so true it's so true we can avoid the the mistakes they made but you're still gonna you're still gonna make your own and I agree 100% of the mindset because if you have the right mindset then you believe you can find the tools and the skills that you need to do the thing so yeah. eventually you'll get there yeah yeah and I think that's the thing too is um when we are starting out our own businesses, of course, you need to learn some things. You don't know everything about having the online business, but making sure it's the right resources that you're spending your time on, not shiny objects to get the quick success overnight type things. So you've got some, a couple of great resources online. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So I help business owners to get their sort of systems and processes all put together and working for them so that they can have less time, less tech issues, less time spent trying to figure that out, fixing things or doing things manually themselves and then more time out of office. So if anyone is interested in having a chat with me about um, detangling their systems and processes or even getting them set in place from the start, then I have a free 30-minute call on my website. It's called a Correro call, which because I'm from New Zealand, this is a te Māori word for a chat, <laughs> Correro. So if you find that, you can book that. That's a 30-minute call. And the other thing, the other sort of great piece that I have for people is just a really short read is an, an ebook about delegation. So you'll get to a certain point in your business and, and even then it's, you know, about the belief you probably need it before you realize that you need it. But delegation in your business is going to become really important in everyone's business, whether it's delegating the tasks that you don't want to do in your own business or requiring other skills to join your business. So I have a little short ebook that's called Ready, Set, Delegate, and it just helps people to understand what and how they can delegate and when might be the right time for them to do that as well, because delegation frees up your time as well to get more time out of office. Yeah. And usually the key to the the next step of growth too, right? If you're stuck and you're finding you can't seem to grow, often that's what you're missing is freeing up that time to work on your business instead of in your business for a change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's the book I wrote after my own, you know, journey with it. I always believed that I would be a solopreneur, work for myself, no one else, didn't want to employ anybody, didn't want to have to become a boss or deal with HR or anything like that. But that was quite a fixed mindset that I didn't understand 
all the, the scope and the availability to me, that didn't mean I have to hire anybody or be the HR person. So yeah, and it's just been, it's been a really big game changer in my business now. You know, I could actually on the top of my head, I couldn't even tell you, I think I have five people that work in my business now. And, and it's because I don't think of them as employees. I literally team members that are helping my business <laughs> to grow, which is really great. And they're far better than me at most of the jobs. So it's, it's been, it's been awesome to have them on board. <laughs> That's the key, isn't it? One year of doing my own taxes and filing them to decide to bring on a bookkeeper and accountant. And that definitely was my first delegation in my business. Yeah. Yeah. So that's in my business. And then I also have people that help me in my business. I have a social media person that does my social media now too. Even though I used to do that for clients, that frees up my time, which is amazing. That's something that I held on to for far too long. And then I have others that help me with my clients' work now as well, which are so awesome. They're super speedy and, and amazing. And they come with even better ideas and refreshed opportunity and knowledge as well, which is just something that I, I guess when you go into thinking who you need and the tasks that you need them to do, it's, it's, it wasn't even on my radar that actually they could do even more for me than that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. Okay. So we've got both of those on the show notes. So if you're, if you're listening on a platform that doesn't show the show notes, you can always pop over to onestepempire.com. That's the podcast website, onestepempire.com. And we've got the links there to both of those resources, to the website for the call and to the ebook. And that's a great way to get in touch with Kate as well. So we'll have that for you on the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us, Kate, today. I, this is fantastic information for anybody. I mean, like I say, you know, help them get away from their desk, help them build their their passions into their business, but all sorts of other great tips as well, just for building any business. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's really good fun. I love talking about business and lifestyle. <laughs> we'll speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to the One Step Empire podcast. All the resources you need are found on our site, shecorporated.com. There are free downloads. The link to join our community of women entrepreneurs is there. All the show notes for every podcast episode, links to everything we've got going on, and the link to subscribe to the magazine for women founders, She Corporated Magazine. All of it can be found at shecorporated.com on the web. Make sure you follow us at SheCorporated on Facebook or Instagram and set aside some time this week to put into practice what you learned today on the podcast. Block some time on your calendar in the next seven days and really commit to putting it into practice and not just on your to-do list because massive action creates massive results. You can do this and we're here to help.